It seems like in today's world, there's big buzz about identity and declaring how you identify. I actually think that knowing how you identify is so important. And I want to help you decide how you are going to identify yourself. Because once you know who you are, it's so much easier to go for those goals you want, to go for those desires in your heart, and to become who you have potential to be. So let's dive in. Are you ready to make a change in your life but not sure where to start? Welcome to Moms on the Rise, where we believe that as moms and as women, we can choose to create a life we love. I'm Camille Beckstrand, a mindset coach and fellow mom on this journey of rising up in all areas of our lives. So join me and let's rise together. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Moms on the Rise. I'm so glad that you're here. Today, I wanted to talk about identity. And in my house, it's kind of a hot topic. I have two teenagers and one preteen, and we have conversations about school and their friends. And as we talk, they'll bring up different kids and say, oh, they identify as gay, or they identify as he, him, or they identify as fill in the blank. And it's led to some really good conversations about identity and what it is. And has that stirred some thoughts in me about my own identity? Like, how do I identify myself? And what does that look like for me as a grown adult, as a grown woman, as a mom, as a wife? And it's been a fascinating path to go down as I've studied identity and intentionally choosing who I want to be. And as I've learned more about this topic, I feel that figuring out who you are and how you identify yourself is crucial to the future that you will have. And so if you have ever asked yourself the question, who am I? This podcast is for you. I have a little sister who played soccer all through elementary school and junior high and high school. She was on the high school team. She was on every comp team. And soccer was literally her life. She was so good and she was so competitive. She actually tore her ACL and had some injuries that kept her from continuing her soccer career past high school. But she just would still play for fun many, many years after high school. Well, she's been out of high school for almost 20 years now, and she still plays here and there just for fun. And she sent my family this text the other day. She sent it to my parents and my siblings. And I just wanted to share it here. So this is what she texted us. Last night, I was asked to be a sub for an all-girls league on a local adult soccer team. When I got to the game, these girls started asking each other when they had all graduated high school. And their responses were, oh, three years ago. I graduated two years ago. I just graduated. And I realized right then I was the grandma on this team. I graduated 20 years ago, baby. No one directly asked me my graduation year, so I didn't share that information. I was a little self-conscious as we headed out to the field to play. But I am so happy to inform you, this grandma scored both goals for our team. I might be old, but I'm still a soccer player. Okay, did you hear how she identified herself? I was so proud of her. She didn't let her age or other people's opinions of her determine her identity. She wasn't old. She's a soccer player. And because she intentionally chose her identity, she showed up different. If she had chosen to identify as an old soccer player, she might have moved slower. She might have given herself a pass to play less aggressively. She maybe would have sat out as much as possible and let the young ones play, right? Maybe she would have sat on the sidelines and cheered them on, but she didn't. Because she is a soccer player and she showed up like one. She attacked the ball, she strategized her moves, and she scored the two goals 
the only two goals her team had for that game. When you choose how you identify, you show up as that identity. And if you don't choose how you identify, someone else will do it for you and you will believe it. I remember when I was a senior in high school, I had a friend and he was a guy friend, super, he's a great guy and just so fun. But he told me one day I had driven him to lunch with our group of friends. And I still remember when we walked back into the school, he was saying, man, you are a crappy driver. And I'd never thought of myself as like good or bad. I just figured I was still learning and getting the hang of it. But as soon as he said that to me, I took it as gospel truth. I'm a crappy driver. And because I haven't decided my identity as to what kind of driver I am, he told me what my identity was and I believed it. And this belief that I was a crappy driver, it actually went on for years. I would never volunteer to drive for to anything because I was a crappy driver. And I was always so worried if I had to drive other people around because I was a crappy driver, right? And so it wasn't until a few years ago when I was talking to my teenage daughter about driving and I realized, oh, wait a minute. I've never gotten a speeding ticket. I've never gotten in a wreck that I caused. I've never caused damage to my own car because of my own driving. I always wear my seatbelt. I'm a stickler about rules. I'm a dang good driver. And suddenly I chose my identity instead of listening to the lie identity that someone else told me. And I took back my power. I was not a crappy driver. I was a pretty dang good driver. And it's so funny because I show up differently behind the wheel now. I'm confident. I'm capable. I'm aware of my surroundings. And people can feel safe with me in the car. All because that's how I choose to identify. I'm a good driver. Now, I know that these are kind of funny examples. But I wanted to show you the power of identifying who you are in every little aspect of your life. And maybe you're thinking, okay, I've gone most of my life without really giving this identity thing a lot of thought. So does it really make a difference? Does it really matter how I choose to identify? And it absolutely does. So Erica Myers, she's a licensed counselor, and she said this, and I found this quote and I loved it. Having a well-developed sense of self is hugely beneficial in helping us make choices in life. From something as small as favorite foods to larger things like personal values, Knowing what comes from our own self versus what comes from others allows us to live authentically. My sister loves soccer and wants to keep playing as long as her body will let her. And if she had shared her age, maybe some of the other girls on the team, those younger girls would have said, oh, you're way too old to play with us. And she might have shown up completely differently. She might have not shown up at all. And so what are some of the ways that you identify yourself? Because they are things that other people have told you. What is your crappy driver identity that you are holding on to? Just because someone told you, that's what you are. And so it's time for you to choose your identity, how you want to identify from this day on. And I have three questions to ask yourself to help you determine your own identity. We're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsor, and then we will dive into these two questions when we come back. After you have a baby, your life is completely different, right? Your schedule is not your own, your relationships with friends, and even your spouse changes. Everything can feel a little bit different, especially your body. Did you know that one third of all moms suffer from a condition called diastasis recti, which is an ab separation? And it makes sense, right? Your body grew a human inside of you and had to stretch to do so. So of course those muscles might still continue to be separated. 
If you have a mom tummy that doesn't go away no matter how many crunches you do, or if you have low back pain since having a baby, it could be diastasis recti. And do you know what's crazy? 90% of OBGYNs do not check for this condition at your six-week postpartum appointment. So you might be walking around with this and not even know it. But there is a solution. And it's not just doing a million crunches or sit-ups. Because just like everything else in your life after having babies looks different, so does fitness. And the first thing that every mommy needs is rehab. The Mommy Tummy Fix is an at-home postpartum rehab program put together by my husband, Jared Beckstrand. He's a doctor of physical therapy that specializes in postpartum care. The Mommy Tummy Fix eases you back into fitness and exercise the right way after having a baby. It's different than what you've done in the past, but that's because it needs to be. Every mom needs rehab after having a baby, and it's a part of healthcare that is often overlooked. So whether you are six weeks postpartum or 60 years postpartum, this program will help you take care of your body in the way that it needs to be taken care of and deserves to be taken care of. Not a diet or a workout plan. It's a way of life to help you have the complete health that you are looking for. To learn more or to purchase this program, head over to mommytummyfix.com. I'll put a link down in the description below and get the whole program that you can do right at home on your own time or during nap time or whatever works for you. Use code MOMMY30 for an extra 30% off. So before the break, I told you that I have three questions to ask yourself to help you determine your own identity. You might want to grab a piece of paper and a pen to write these down and do this exercise yourself. You ready? Okay, the first question, what do you want? It seems simple, right? But here's the thing. You have to get a little bit selfish. You have to think about yourself and you have to decide what it is that you really want. My cute daughter has been playing comp softball for a long time and she has improved so much over the past few years and it's been so fun to watch her just kind of step into that role of a softball player. And now she has her eyes set on making the high school softball team, which is a really competitive team to me. And so what is it that she wants? She wants to make the high school softball team. And so I want you to ask yourself, what is it that I want? For me, for Camille, I'm really into working on my spiritual strength right now. I want to learn the scriptures more. I've always wanted to be one of those people that just knows the stories from the scriptures front to back and can randomly share a verse from the word that applies to my life or to someone else's life or to help somebody else out. And so what is it that I want? I want to be well-educated in the scriptures. And so what is it that you want? Is it a physical goal? Like maybe you want to close your ab separation after having a baby? Or maybe you want to be better at making and keeping a budget. Maybe you want a cleaner home. Maybe you want to show up as a more intentional wife or mother. These are all things that I have wanted at some point and things that I have been working on. And so I'm just sharing personal experiences. But what is it that you want? Be honest with yourself. Say it out loud. Tell someone. At the very least, write it down. Okay, here's the second question. Knowing what you want, how do you choose to identify? Or how do you want to identify? So for my daughter, she's choosing to identify as a member of the high school softball team. For me, I'm choosing to identify as someone who knows their scriptures and the word like the back of their hand. For someone who's working on their mommy tummy, maybe they identify as someone who takes time to exercise every day. For someone who wants to be better with money, maybe they identify as a family finance master. For someone who wants a better relationship with their spouse, maybe they identify as the world's greatest partner. 
Now, it might feel weird to choose to identify as something that you aren't quite yet. That's just it. In fact, I think it's almost better to identify as someone or something you are not yet because it gives you something to work towards. It's you choosing to show up as your future self, which is such a powerful place to be. And we'll talk about this more in a minute. So let's just move on to the third question now. What are the rituals of someone who identifies this way? Or what are the routines of someone who identifies this way? And so a ritual, it's just the thing or the things that you do on a consistent basis. It's not every day perfect, but it's doing them most of the time. It's consistency. And so it's just that routine that becomes part of your life. And so for my daughter, if she chooses to identify as a high school softball team player, she has to figure out what it is a high school softball player does. What does a day in their life look like? Or what did they do each week to help them keep that identity? Their rituals and their routines would probably include things like setting aside about an hour a day to work on their skills, whether that's strength training, hitting, catching, or working on their mindset, and especially doing it on days when you don't want to or don't feel like it. It would probably be something like scheduling your workouts in ahead of time, prioritizing working on your skills instead of doing social media or watching TV. It's probably being the first person to team practice. And then the first person to run out on the field when it's time to take positions. It's cheering other teammates on. It's encouraging them when they have great hits or awesome plays. It's being a leader in the field and yelling out where the next play is going to happen. There's lots of different things you have to decide. What would those rituals and routines look like? And so for me, choosing to identify as somebody who knows their scriptures, like the back of their hand, those rituals and routines probably look like, first of all, showing up every day and reading so that you can learn your scriptures. It'd be prioritizing study time as the first thing that I do each day. It means using a dictionary to deep dive on words that maybe I don't understand. It's using other translations of the Bible to better learn what this could mean. It means listening to podcasts throughout the day of people sharing their insights on scriptures and certain passages and stories And it's journaling my thoughts after I read so that I can really internalize all these things. And here's the thing. These are not my rituals yet, but these are things that I want to start to do as I take on this identity of being a scripture master. So do you see what I did? First, I decided what I wanted. Then I chose that identity for myself. Now I'm figuring out what the rituals and routines of somebody with that identity would do consistently. So let's say if you want to identify as someone with a closed ab separation, your rituals are going to be choosing to work on yourself daily, doing your daily rehab, working on staying in your fat burning zone during your workouts, right? If you know, you know, we got to do our list. It's drinking water. It's getting in fruits and vegetables. It's choosing the night before what time you're going to fit your rehab in the next day. It's not giving up when the progress feels slow or non-existent. That's probably one of the most important rituals. Okay, so let's say you want to identify as somebody who's better with money. That means your rituals would look like tracking your finances, understanding where you're at, and then living within your means. Maybe it would mean sacrificing some things, but keeping your eye on the final prize. If you're somebody who wants to identify as somebody who has a great relationship or a great marriage, it might look like doing the work on yourself first. It might look like therapy. It might be listening to podcasts or hiring a coach to help you. It might look like putting your phone away after dinner and using that time to really connect with your spouse instead of watching another Netflix episode or scrolling social media, right? 
So use this time to take some time to really think about the rituals of someone with the identity you want to have. Okay, so now you know what you want. You have chosen how you identify. You know the rituals or routines of someone with that identity would be. And now what? Now it's time to actually do the thing. So I don't want you to be overwhelmed. And my best advice is just start slow. Pick one ritual or routine or one thing, and it might take time, but master it. And then once you master it, move on and add another. This isn't a race. It's just you working on you. And we do that one tiny baby step at a time. If you need help, go back to episode 12 called All or Nothing, and I deep dive into all of this. One of my favorite quotes, though, is how do you eat the elephant? It's one bite at a time. You won't change everything about you all in one day or even in a week or even in a month. But as you choose your identity and start taking steps towards becoming that, you slowly begin to change. You slowly but surely become a person you want to be. It's working on progress, not perfection. And so for those of you who feel like, I want to identify a certain way, but it feels so far off. I want to challenge you to still choose to take on that identity. There is a power that comes from identifying as the future self you want to be. For my daughter, she hasn't made the softball team yet. But if she chose to identify that way, she would start living a little different. Her priorities would change when it comes to her schedule every day. She would maybe show up to her practices a little bit more confidently because she knows who she is and she knows her potential and she knows what she's working towards. For me, I'm not a scripture master yet, but choosing to identify as one has me showing up in the word a little bit differently every day, a little bit more intentional every single day. And honestly, it's helped me to stop wasting my time because I know that I could be spending time on becoming the person I want to become, working on my rituals to help me get closer to that goal. When I chose to identify as the best wife for Jared, I am, I'm the best wife for Jared. I started to show up differently in the words that I said to him and the thoughts that I had about him and in the way I treated him. Wasn't the best wife yet, but because I chose to see myself that way, I live differently. And that's the power of identity and choosing for yourself how you want to identify. The definition of self-identity is this, the recognition of one's potential and qualities as an individual. You see the potential in yourself when you identify who you are. And sometimes by not declaring our identity, we're not working on becoming who we have potential to be. How can we help our kids know their identity when we don't know our own? How can we help those around us recognize their own potential when we're not doing the work on ourselves to figure it out for us? I hope that you'll take some time in the next few days to figure out what it is that you want out of life and then choose, intentionally choose how you want to identify and then take the steps to start adding the rituals and routines into your life that will help you reach your full potential in that identity. And that, my friends, is true power. So thanks for joining me today. I hope that this helped somebody out there and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Moms on the Rise podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Mommy Tummy Fix program. If you are interested in learning more about how to take care of your body from a place of love, head over to themommytummyfix.com and join our community of over 10,000 women who are finding ways to live a complete and healthy life 
one small choice at a time. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, a rating, and follow along so that you don't miss a single conversation. Keep on rising.